Your path is not fixed. Wherever you're at right now in your health journey, it's not fixed. You have the power to take control and to make changes. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. It doesn't have to take a lot of time, but we all get to make choices and feel the, the sense of, of control again for our lives. As a young mother, I experienced a paradigm shift that transformed how I saw education and ultimately the world around me. I started this podcast, The Luminous Mind, to connect with and learn from people who are disrupting the status quo in how they learn, educate, and live in the world around them. Prepare for a paradigm shift. Light a candle, light your world. Benjamin Franklin said, instead of cursing the darkness, light a candle. You're listening to The Luminous Mind with your host, Rebecca Bowman. Today's Firestarter is Amber Leah. Amber is a former high school English teacher. She is a work-at-home mom of four little boys ranging from 3 to 13. She's the best-selling author of Triggers, Exchanging Parents' Angry Reactions for Gentle Biblical Responses, and Parenting Scripts, When What You Say Isn't Working, Say Something New. She and her husband, Guy, own Storehouse Media Group, a faith-friendly and family-friendly TV and film production company in Los Angeles, California. Their book, Marriage Triggers, was released in January of 2020. When she's not building sandcastles with her boys on the beach or searching for Nerf darts all over the house, you can find Amber writing to encourage families at her blog at motherofnights.com. Well, welcome back, Amber. Thanks, Rebecca. I'm always glad to spend time talking with you and your audience. Yes. You know, just to refresh my audience's memory, you know, last year we did a podcast, I think it was 214, you know, helping us parent gently. We just did another one in Marriage Triggers and your fabulous book. We had just an awesome conversation. And during that time, you know, we talked a little bit about health and lifestyle. And then we're like, hey, we have to talk about this. <laughs> and this yeah. is kind of a follow-up to that discussion that we just gently touched in that uh, marriage triggers podcast but you know why don't you go ahead and just like give us an update since the last I guess what your summer's been like or you know since the last time we talked to you maybe what you've been up to just you know the last little bit yeah you know we've been trying to enjoy as much you know normal summer as possible as we can in (laughs) California we're pretty closed off to a lot of things but we've just been trying to make the most of the days with the kids I have four boys and they are growing quickly and I'm we just took some family photos because I'm like oh my gosh my toddler is not so much a toddler he's almost a real kid (laughs) (laughs) and I want to capture this we've been bad about that in years past but I I made a little outdoor family photo session and we've been to the beach and we're getting ready to start school here pretty soon so just living life, trying to appreciate one day at a time, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. I saw some pictures of you guys at the beach this weekend and I was like, that's awesome. So, and your your husband's in the film industry too. And right now that's really not going right. Like exactly. Yeah. Production is pretty limited right now. And so we are just sort of sitting tight and 
waiting to see what happens. And, but it's good to spend lots of time together too. I'm trying to make the most of it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And, and moving into that, maybe the new normal, I absolutely hate that phrase anymore. I'm so tired of hearing it, but the new normal should be that we're spending more time with our family, taking better care of ourselves, which hopefully um, that is our springboard into our next conversation here. But Yeah, give us some background into why, you know, you're now helping a coach with health and lifestyle. I mean, like, why have you moved into that space as well? You know, I had no intention of becoming a health coach and really helping people think about their lifestyles and the habits that they have and unhealthy patterns versus healthy ones. And I stumbled upon it in a way because I had been really at a point in my own life about a year and a half ago where I just was super, super uncomfortable in my own skin. And there were a combination of things going on. I had gained quite a bit of weight physically because I had four kids in a fairly short amount of time period, but I'd also been getting older. And I felt like the older that I got, it became a little bit more challenging for me to, to be healthy, to stay healthy. And part of it was because I started neglecting making myself a priority, which I think a lot of us experience as we do mature and we have careers and we start families, other things start taking priority in our lives. And that's a good thing, except that I didn't have much balance in that. And so I had these beautiful kids who I loved, I was taking a lot of care of them, but then I stopped taking care of myself and I started being less and less mindful about what I was eating and I gained a significant amount of weight and I just felt like sort of in a place where I was stuck, but I also started to have some fear because I was experiencing some medical conditions that were alarming to me. I had a lot of migraines off and on. I started developing psoriasis where my skin was, um, uh, it was multiplying sort of the, the layers of my skin and causing like this really extreme pain and, and almost like a dandruff, but not, not really like a dandruff. I had it in my scalp. I had it in my ears and other places on my body. It was very painful. And so I just recognized that, um, I needed to make some changes. I was also looking at my husband <laughs> And he was the most he'd ever weighed at this point also about a year and a half ago. And his father had passed away very suddenly when my husband Guy was in his 20s. And so he spent his whole adult life without his dad. And my husband was obese and he was on cholesterol medication and his blood pressure was a concern. And so I looked at him and I thought, you know, we have this new toddler. We had a surprise baby in our (laughs) forties. And, uh, I thought, you know, um, we're cutting our lives short here and we're not experiencing, um, our best life because we're not taking care of ourselves. And it was kind of a wake up call for me one day. I just said, this is enough. I'm tired. I'm tired of getting dressed and nothing fitting. I'm tired of not really looking the way I want to in the mirror. (laughs) And I'm really deeply concerned that, I might not be around for my kids as long as I want to, and also my husband. And so um, I saw a friend of mine that had gotten healthy. She just inspired me. She'd lost 85 pounds over the course of a year. She'd kept it off. And so I started talking with her and my husband and I just decided to make some really significant lifestyle changes. We recognized we didn't want a fad diet. We didn't want to do anything really extreme. 
We wanted to do something that was just going to be kind of steady and reasonable and manageable and that where we could get healthy for life. And so we started just throwing off old bad patterns and implementing some pretty basic common healthy habits. And Guy and I both lost just under um, right around 60 pounds in just under six months. And we've kept it off for more than a year now. And it's just been really life changing. And, and when you find something like that, that really helps you, you want to help other people. So we decided to do that. We've been able to work with, you know, about 100 people or so this last year. And it's been super inspiring and very rewarding. That's wonderful. I love hearing everybody's personal experiences. And, and I'm like you, you know, I'm in my mid 40s. And I know like I have places where obviously aging and stuff is a factor. And, you know, yeah, you put on weight. It seems like when our kids are tiny, we're just busy, crazy. And, and then being authors or people who produce, you know, things like this, that kind of gets in the way as well. Um, right. and, and when you talk to your friend about, you know, maybe the way that she had lost weight and stuff, what were some things that you discovered about as you're going through this whole thing, learning about health? Yeah. Well, you know, I think the main thing is that one of the reasons a lot of us do not get healthy, even though we really want to, is because it feels really overwhelming and big and hard, and we don't know where to start. Or maybe we've tried to do some of the things we did when we were younger or in the past, and suddenly they're no longer working for us like they used to. Yeah, and definitely. that can be really, yeah. <laughs> That's the and, problem with hitting your 40s, right? It's, right? it's like all of a sudden, like, wow, something's, because I used to be able to just exercise and I could keep the weight off, you know, and then right. you get older and then all of a sudden that's just not cutting it anymore. So yeah, anyway. our metabolisms change, yeah. you know, a, a lot of those things. And so, the, you know, there are a lot of great plans out there and different things that you can follow. There's a number of them that are really great. Um, we found a, a medically designed plan that worked for us, but essentially what we did is we just started making ourselves a priority again and being really mindful. And I think those are two of the key components is making yourself a priority again. Um, and that was the thing that I learned from my friend, Tammy, is that she made a decision to not keep going in a direction that was harming her health. There came a day when she made a decision and then she did something different. And so that was an inspiration to me. And I decided, yeah, if she can do it, I can do it too. And so I pressed into that and I decided I'm going to stop doing some of these things that I know are not good for me. And I'm going to start making myself a priority again, because I was sort of just going on autopilot. You know, we just like today just looks like yesterday and tomorrow will look just like today. And I'm sure that some of your listeners are going, yeah, that's me. I feel kind of stuck. Like I'm just, I'm not making myself a priority. And because I'm not making a decision to, for that to change, today does look a lot like yesterday and tomorrow probably will look a lot like today. And that can feel very hopeless, but it doesn't have to be that way. And so I'm always hoping that we encourage people. You are so much more in control of your life than you realize. Yeah, you have and a lot of power to change the direction of your life. Exactly. And we can, I know for me in particular, I can always make an excuse of why I don't have time for myself. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
especially yeah. when kids are little and stuff, I remember it being really hard and challenging to, to make myself a priority. You know, I was homeschooling. I was doing uh, probably way too much, <laughs> saying yeah. way too busy. And that always does end up being the back burner. How did you find the time to make yourself a priority? And then how did that mindfulness really work into I, that? Um, that's a kind of almost a buzzword for people anymore, but yes. Once you can grasp the mindfulness thing, it can be a life changer in, you know, so many aspects of our life. It is. Yeah. So those are two big things. So what I decided to do is I picked a starting day and I chose a start day and I really focused on, okay, if I'm going to make myself a priority, I need to put in the calendar that this is what I'm doing. As of this day, I'm going to do some things differently. I'm going to start making healthier choices. I knew that I needed to get rid of all the processed food. I knew I needed to get off of sugar. So I also, when I circled that day in my calendar that I was going to start and make myself a priority again, I did a little bit of cleaning of house, so to speak, Mm -hmm. before that start day. I think it's really important to be organized and prepared before you start something like this. And so I went through and I went through my pantry and my freezer and my refrigerator and I just said, okay, what are the things in here that are not serving me well? I can keep a few things in here that maybe I don't really care about that my kids still want to enjoy. But what are the things in here that are not going to serve me well, that are maybe just a temptation for me, or I know I shouldn't be having them. And I just chucked them, you know, I I gave them to somebody else that would want to have them. But I made some inventory in my kitchen and in my pantry. And then I prepared. And so it's much easier to be successful when you have healthy options right in front of you. So I made a a list and I went to the grocery store and I focus on our plan. We focus on fairly low carb. We do a lot of protein and produce, but we don't do anything super extreme. It's very balanced so that we can really sustain it for life. But I went and I got vegetables that had a a lower carb count, you know, peppers, and I got lettuces and spinach, and I got asparagus and some of these kinds of vegetables. And I would prep them in advance and keep them in a Tupperware in my refrigerator. So when I wanted a snack, I grabbed some red pepper slices, you know, or some dill pickles. I didn't grab, you know, a a bag of chips. So those were things I planned and I went to the grocery store and I put those things in place so that that's what was available to me when I felt the hunger come. Oh, and that's, yeah, that's so important. I mean, I think that's where I struggle is if we get too busy, we just grab for whatever is closest. And a lot of that times that's, and and especially like you said, uh, I I found it interesting that you said you still had to keep some of those things that your kids loved. And that's the struggle that I have is that, Mm -hmm. you know, my kids can eat a little bit more like I did and we don't want to like limit them as well, but that can be a real challenge for us to eat healthy when we have that kind of stuff around, but, but great job. And how did you get, because like you said, you have to have some of these things prepared beforehand and being mindful about that. Do you set a specific time to prep your food? And because, you know, all that runs out (laughs) eventually as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So I go to the grocery store once a week, typically, and I stock up on my produce and my protein and then whatever snacks and things for my kids. We have some, you know, whole grain. We focus on some healthy whole grain. 
And one of the things that I learned to do was also understand proper portion sizes. So that was something else that I became more mindful of. That was the other thing we were going to talk about is mindfulness. So being prepared is being mindful, right? We're planning ahead. We're thinking ahead about what we're going to do differently in the future so that we're setting ourselves up for success. But it's also being mindful of portions. Instead of just grabbing or eating something out of a bag, I was really, really careful to look and see, okay, what is one serving of a healthy whole grain? What does that really look like? You know, what is a, um, a proper portion of a healthy fat? What does that look like? And then really just disciplining myself to follow those guidelines. One of the things, you know, just going back to also with the kids, even though I maybe had some things around the house that weren't things that I would eat, with my kids, we try to do like an 80-20% of clean eating, healthy foods, and 20% of things that are some of those treats, especially if your kids are really used to eating a lot of processed food, it's very difficult to go completely cold turkey with your children. So what we do is we kind of slowly shifted to an 80-20, where 80% of the time they were also grabbing peppers out of the fridge to snack on or having a banana or whatever. And then they get a bag of chips. And, you know, with the kids, I stopped buying. I know it's more affordable and probably more environmentally sustainable to buy one bag of chips and put proper portions in it. But I'm not always around my kids. Sometimes they're just grabbing a bag of chips and eating as much as they want. And I really was concerned about that. So what we need to do is we need to either buy that bigger bag of chips and put it in Ziploc bags, make portions for them. So they're in there that way or buy the individual portion size bags at the store. So they grab their one bag and they know you get this one bag today. Like that's what you have. You don't have three bags or you don't open the big bag and eat out of the big bag. We want to watch portions. And so we get to model that for our kids and help them as well. We don't have to remove it entirely out of their lives necessarily, but we can help them learn proper portions along with us. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. We can just set it up for them prepare it for them and say, here, you guys, today you get one bag and enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) And then they learn also how to be more mindful about what they're eating right along with you. Mm -hmm. Well, and I have watched my kids. I haven't been a huge stickler about creating those proportions like I should. But the cool thing is, is that when you're mindful and you're modeling it, all of my kids, uh, for some reason, my food always looks way better (laughs) than whatever they're having. (laughs) And so I find myself like, as long as we're mindfully thinking and we are making those changes in our own lives, our kids are watching us and they are uh, learning to prioritize themselves first and be mindful about that. I think the mentoring aspect of that is so critical when we think about our family and yeah, and talk about like why you're doing this and why this is important for you and, and what you've learned about eating healthy. That's the cool thing is that kids, they're just awesome about gravitating towards that way. And like you said, as long as you, you know, I see so many families, if their child's you know, they don't do sugar or something like that. If the child gets away from the parent, if they're so strict on that, like I did scouts for a while and I had a child that their parents were very strict about no sugar in the house at all for them. And so every time he had come in, that was the first thing he'd ask. Like if I brought a tree or if I had candy or if I, you know, whatever, and he would gorge himself on it whenever he had the opportunity. So I think it's really important that we, you know, we model that, we talk about it, but we don't necessarily um, 
what's your thoughts on that? How do you, how do you, feel yeah, no, I, I think, listen, I think every family gets to make those choices for themselves, but I do think the piece that's missing there and in a kiddo who's responding that way is the understanding piece behind it. And you're right. This is why it is so helpful. Like for example, Guy and I, we didn't talk about dieting. We didn't talk about, oh, we're so fat, we're losing weight. You know, we didn't use that kind of language. We just said, hey, mommy and daddy, we love you. We want to be around for you and we want to get healthy. So we're making healthy choices and we're going to help you make some healthy choices too. Isn't that wonderful? (laughs) And so they really started thinking about it just very positively. Now to take a break. Are you new to homeschooling? Maybe you're a veteran homeschooler and just need some continued encouragement. I'm so happy to announce that the Idaho Freedom Action is sponsoring me in offering a free webinar. For a couple of years, I've been teaching coaching classes for an online school, and this year, in an effort to reach a larger demographic, I'm opening these courses up to everyone. These courses help give us a broader vision and better family relationships as we work through creating self-directed, love-of-learning families. We are holding these classes every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time through the school year. To find out more about these courses, go to theluminousmind.net and sign up on our email list. You can also join us on Instagram or the Luminous Mind Facebook page to find out more information. Or just simply check out the link in the show notes for this episode. Recordings for these courses will also be available on the Luminous Mind Patreon page. Join us for empowered learning for families. Now back to the episode. And so we didn't really, you know, put a skull and crossbones on the ice cream container, you know, and try to shock or scare them or anything like that. But we just told them, look, this is not good for your body. And we're going to limit it. You know, we can have it on occasion. We're going to live life. If you want to have a little bit, we can do that. Um, That's okay. But just know these are other healthier choices and look at what good this is doing for you and for us. And so then they don't become obsessed about it. You know, they, they don't think, oh, this is bad and this is good. They just go, oh, these are healthy options and we can have some of these other things on occasion and enjoy them. And it doesn't mean that we don't have a healthy lifestyle the vast majority of the time. And so for us, that's the approach we've taken and we found that it's really helpful and it has been good and balanced for our kids. And, and we've seen them start to make better choices just by watching us. They'll often ask us, mom, is this thing a healthy snack? Or should I have something else? Like, so I don't even have to lecture them or tell them. They just see the benefits of a healthy lifestyle that we're living. And then they're attracted to that. And I think that's the best way for us to to model it for our kids. Yeah. Well, I love that too. It seems like whenever, when we're dealing with our kids, when we say something's bad, it almost creates this like alluring, you know, <laughs> yeah. feeling for them. So yeah, keeping that in proper perspective. I mean, I love ice cream. I, it's one of my, if I have a cheating time or whatever, I it's usually a bowl of ice cream of some kind. Right. Um, and But because of that mindset, I love the fact that you're putting that mindset set your priority on health, I don't find myself gorging or even craving that stuff because I know that, you know, if I want some, it's kind of like I have the choice of which way I want to to move that. But Rebecca, that's one of the things that we really coach people in is because ultimately at the end of the day, this isn't even really about the food we're eating and things like that. It's really about the mental game that allows us to either get healthy and stay healthy or not. And so even things like a big shift for me 
was I would think, well, if I am going to have that thing that's off my plan, then I'm cheating or I should feel guilty or I should feel shame about it or embarrassed about it. And, you know, we tell our clients all the time, there is no shame. There's no judgment. There's no guilt here. If you decide that you want to have something that's not directly on, on the plan that we're on, that is really okay. But here's what we want you to do. We want you to stop and think about it. We want you to challenge it for a minute and say, why am I about to have that thing? And is it worth it to me or not? And then you get to choose and make a decision. And then you live with that decision happily. And then you move on with your life because one meal, one bowl of ice cream on occasion, one slice of wedding cake at a, at a wedding reception, that's not going to erase your healthy lifestyle. It's one moment, it's one day, it's one vacation even. It's not something where we have to have this all or nothing mentality where I either have to be perfectly on plan and perfectly healthy all the time or forget it. I'm going to toss it all out. It's ruined. I failed all this guilt. Nope. We just get to make conscious, mindful choices there's no cheating. There's just choices. And then we move on with our lives like mature adults. And that's yeah. very freeing for me. Oh, I love that. And I love the idea that you talk about, like, think about, like, why is this important to me? Because sometimes some of us have used eating to escape any, like, an emotional distress that we may feel. That's what I find myself doing sometimes like if I get stressed or I get angry about something that's when I feel the urge to go off of my plan and, and maybe do eat unhealthy but like if we can really think about that I think that helps us really deal with the feelings that we might be feeling do you understand what I mean there like oh um, yes is that is totally. part of your mindset do you want to talk about yeah that? for sure I think that's a huge thing for many of us is many of us, we eat out of stress, we eat out of boredom, we eat out of emotions. And this is why, you know, this year with a lot of upheaval around the world, people are having a lot of changes in their routine, they're home a lot, they're just kind of grazing. So many people are gaining weight during this time period because there's a lot of emotion, there's a lot of fear, anxiety. And so we do, we go to that food because you know, it's really not our fault. I mean, a lot of us have been raised even just that food is comfort, food is reward, food is soothing. And we've forgotten that food is actually fuel, that food is actually medicine for our bodies. I love that um, idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when we start realizing, when we stop for a minute before we have that thing that we're about to eat, we just take a moment. Like if you could just take 30 seconds, I'll tell my clients, take 30 seconds and just take a couple deep breaths before you decide to dig into that cake or whatever it is. And then just really evaluate for a minute. Why are you about to have that? Is it because, you know, it's your son's wedding and you've been looking forward to this cake because you got to go with him to pick it out and it's really exciting for you and you just want to enjoy it and be with everybody and celebrate. You're going to have a few bites and doesn't mean you have to eat half the cake. You can have, you know, a small slice and enjoy it. Then great, make that choice. Or is it that you're just home and you're kind of bored or you saw something on Facebook and it made you kind of like jealous because somebody else is experiencing a better life than you think you're experiencing. And so you just want to drown your sorrows in ice cream. You know, we want to be aware of what we're doing as long as we're aware. And then we make a choice. I think that's a win. And so that also causes us sometimes to go, okay, you know what? No, 
that's really not what I want right now. I'm not really hungry for it. I'm hungry for something else. And then maybe it's that you're just feeling a little bit lonely. And so we'll tell you, well, what could be another option? Why don't you try to give somebody a call? You know, reach out to a friend and go that direction instead of diving into the ice cream bowl or whatever the case may be. Are you stressed? Okay, well, come back and have that piece of cake or that pizza or whatever, but go on a walk first because you know that exercise is a stress reliever. You're going to build some positive endorphins. And so get out there, do a walk for 30 minutes, you know, do some jumping jacks, go outside with your kids and jump on the trampoline for a little bit and then decide, am I still wanting that thing or not? Or is it just that I needed something that was a a better choice in that moment? And so this is where it really isn't about just food. This is really about our behaviors and our patterns and our emotions and our feelings. And when we become more in tune with that, it really makes all the difference. Yeah, I love that. Like I said, that's where you start really getting the growth is when you can examine those feelings that you have. Do you feel like too, like I think dieting is all just part of our culture as well. Do you feel like there have been any paradigm changes for what you're doing now? I'm, I'm sure, I'm guessing as most women, we've done some kind of roller coastery thing, you know, especially if we feel ourselves gaining weight right. and we're like, you know, um, I think that's all part and parcel of learning through this thing of health and a healthy lifestyle and that kind of thing, you know, give me like, what were some challenges that you had uh, overcoming that? And how does that like fit with that paradigm change about, you know, healthy lifestyle versus like this dieting lifestyle? Yeah. You know, we all have a diet because diet is basically just what you're eating. Right. And Mm -hmm. so you could have a healthy diet or an unhealthy diet. And for me, I often thought a lot about food as the thing that was either going to help me look good or not look good, gain weight or lose weight. I knew intrinsically that, yes, there are some foods that are better for you than others, but it never clicked for me until now how important food is as a healing agent in our bodies. And so when I started looking at food differently as for what its value is to me in my life, I was really struggling with a lot of just back and forth on a lot of extremes before. And now while I have cut out sugar, I've cut out everything that's not a natural sugar. I really found that now I'm much more stable because sugar was such an addiction for me that if I allowed myself to have little bits of sugar here and there or every other day, as long as I stayed within a certain calorie count, if I was just counting calories so that I could have whatever I want, but I wasn't really fueling my body with healthy things, I kind of kept trapped in that psychological mess that I was in for so long. And then my body just continued to hang on to the impact of what sugar was doing in my body. And that's why I was having psoriasis and these other issues and migraines. So for me, I really did cut out sugar and it meant that I went through a detox for a few days. But because I was on a medically designed plan that really helped me have enough carbs, enough protein, enough sodium, I was able to eat every two to three hours. I went through that detox pretty quickly and then my metabolism stabilized. And so I was able to get to a point where I really wasn't so attracted to the things that I was attracted to before as far as the sweets go and those kinds of things. I just didn't crave them anymore. When I really got them out of my system, I really thought more carefully about, do I really want to introduce that back into my diet 
or not because it's addictive for me. And some of us really have those addictive personalities and it seems hard to cut that out of your life. Mm -hmm. But when you do and you have other tools in place to help you stay on track, especially a health coach, you know, like us to have somebody supporting you, you get through that phase pretty quickly. And then you really end up craving the healthier foods anyway. So while yes, we can indulge on occasion, we're going to live life. It's not going to erase our healthy lifestyle. I've found that for myself more and more, it's just better for me to avoid it. And I don't miss it because I have so much more energy now and I'm so much healthier now. I've realized that that is really the direction I want to keep going in. So that food is no longer about pleasing me all the time. Food is really about giving me the best life I possibly can because it's good for me. Yeah. I think the older I get, the more I realize that. And going back to that mindful piece, like, so last week was my husband's birthday and he had carrot cake and that's like his favorite. And, but I was joking about how carrot cake was just like a salad, you know, just joking about it with him. (laughs) Um, So eating that piece of carrot cake though, I noticed because the frosting was like this cream cheesy, but very high sugary frosting, but I, I could, feel like the swelling in my joints and stuff. I could actually feel like the inflammation happening because I'd been off sugar for so long. So I think that that's really important too. Like once you have that piece, how does that make you feel? And I think that really changed my mindset. I love the idea that you talk about food is a healing agent and I'd like to kind of dive into that a little bit more Mm -hmm. and what you saw. I mean, you talked about the psoriasis and stuff like that, but but I love that mindful piece of like, after you have that thing, you know, think about how your body feels later. I got really tired too. Mm. Like, you know, they say that sugar, it's one of those really simple carbs and it, it gives you lots of energy, but it can cause you to crash too. Right. Like what, yeah. How do you feel the next day after it too? So right. you want to talk so about, yeah. Do you want to talk about that food as a healing agent and, you know, some, maybe some of the problems that you were having with your health and how you've been able to heal yourself through the food that you've been eating. Yeah. So one of the things that, you know, for Guy and I, that was actually really motivating to us to keep going on our healthy lifestyles that within a few weeks, we both experienced by eating clean food, by not eating a lot of processed food, by getting off of sugar in particular and focusing more on healthy protein, healthy fat, healthy veggies, a um, little bit of healthy fruit, a little bit of healthy whole grain, you know, the balanced diet that we all know we should be eating. And we were really careful to eliminate those things like sugar and um, processed foods that were doing a lot of harm for us. We thought, okay, you know, we've been in this state of feeling unhealthy for years in our case. So it had been a while. It'd been like three years that I had been slowly, steadily gaining weight after the birth of my last son. And so I thought, okay, this is going to take us a while, you know, to turn this train around. But we noticed literally within a couple of weeks that we started healing our bodies from what we had been doing to them with the food we were eating before. It happened pretty quickly. And I think that was one of the things that was so shocking and encouraged us to keep going is because when you actually do allow your body to get all the nutrients it needs and you detox from all the junk, your body responds so graciously to you. Like I didn't realize what I had been doing to myself until I made those changes. And because our bodies healed so quickly, we were stunned at the impact of healthy fueling our body, what that did. And so that was very motivating. 
But one of the things that like for me, my psoriasis cleared up within three or four weeks. Um, I've been battling it for years. I think I've had only maybe one migraine in the last year and a half. And it was at a very stressful moment. And I knew that that was what my trigger was, but I had been having them, you know, on a regular basis before that. Also, my husband, he has been on an inhaler since he was a kid every single day. And he doesn't even have an inhaler anymore. We couldn't find it for you if you asked us for it because within a couple of months, he was off his inhaler and no longer uses it. So it was an amazing thing for us to recognize that food had much more power to heal our bodies than we realized. We were not eating heavy vegetable diet before. We weren't eating, you know, appropriate portions of protein before. You know, my husband's an Italian foodie. I mean, we were having garlic cheese bread and, (laughs) you know, pasta and lots of pasta. And I was having my ice cream every night because that was my reward after a hard day working and getting kids in bed. And I'd sit on the couch and we had this sedentary lifestyle where we were eating ice cream and enjoying heavy carb loading meals. And it was not doing us any favors. So when we started to eat differently, our bodies began to heal very quickly. And that was really surprising. So we have clients currently that are, you know, diabetics and they're off their insulin within a couple of weeks um, on the plan that we do. We have one of our clients, you know, she had 16 different autoimmune uh, medications and issues that she was battling. Her doctor told her, we hear this all the time from our clients. Our doctors tell us we can't lose weight on the current medications that we're on. And then we help them and they're able to get off of those medications and lose the weight. And it's just so life-changing. And so I think a lot of us have been told in our culture that it's okay to eat all these things because it's so convenient. It's everywhere you look. It's really not our fault. We've bought into our culture without realizing it. It's not our fault because every message around us tells us it's okay to go through the drive-thru and have, you know, whatever you want. It's not going to hurt you. You know, this is what a normal portion looks like. You know, always have a bunch of bread before your meal. Have, you know, alcohol on a regular basis you know, all of these different things. And so we've just been bombarded and we have not realized what that's doing to our bodies. So your body will heal very quickly when you start eating the way it was designed to. Well, and there's, you know, with Western medicine, we're so conditioned to think like if you're having a problem with within your life that maybe you should, you know, go to the doctor and get some prescription for it, like you're saying right. with diabetes or something like that. And that was really key for me to find a doctor who was like a whole therapy doctor. And he actually yeah. wanted to look at my diet and he wanted to look at, you know, some of those things that I was doing as well. He actually even recommended some supplements. Do you right. do any mm-hmm. type of supplementation? Because, you know, as we yeah. get older, our bodies don't mm-hmm absorb maybe the nutrients in our food like it should. How do you feel about that? Like with supplements? Yeah, um, supplements are fine. Uh, The plan that we're on, we get all the daily vitamins and minerals and nutrients that we need. We also have probiotics that we take. And those are great. You know, anything that you take that is excess for your body, your body will just eliminate as waste. So, you know, that's fine. It's not going to hurt you. We take extra vitamin C these days, you know, we Mm kind of load up on that a bit more and other things like that. You know, people really love elderberry syrup or things like that, that are medicinal. I think a lot of those natural supplements 
are good. And if you feel comfortable taking those, you can have those, you know, working with us too. We think that's important. But definitely, if you're eating the right kinds of food, you should be getting most of the nutrients that you need directly from your food. So that's what we do. And we keep it pretty simple as far as supplements go. But we do have probiotics. And we think that's been really good for us as well. Well, and I'm discovering the power of herbs and and things like that, that you spice your food with and how that helps. Like, I think it's tarragon, for instance, is supposed to be a big help for, uh, you know, to help cleanse your body. And then it's really good for your brain and things like that. But it's just an extra spice that I add to my fish or something like that, you know. And so I consider it somewhat of a supplement, but it's still part of that whole uh, food as a healing agent, you know. Perfect. Yes, absolutely. And garlic, you know, some of these other, (laughs) these things that we cook with that are so flavorful and good. When we start recognizing this isn't just to flavor my food, this is really good for me. I enjoy my meals more when I know that the spices, the herbs, the healthy fat that I'm cooking it in, all of that is helping my heart. It's helping my, you know, my cholesterol, my good cholesterol. It's helping my skin. All of those thoughts as I'm cooking, I just think of it as a gift. Like this food is a gift to myself. It tastes good but it's also good for me. And so then all those other things that used to tempt me that I used to struggle with so much, they become less and less appealing. And that's a beautiful thing. That's when lifestyle change really seals for you is when you start to realize the value of what you're eating. It's not just always about pleasure, but it's really a gift to your body and for your own well-being. And that's the part that has been so radically life-changing for me this past year. We will return to our show afterward from our sponsors. For the ultimate in backcountry comfort, check out the high quality gear of Teton Hammock Company. Whether you're going on an overnight trip or a week long adventure, the ultralight outdoor equipment from the Teton Hammock Company will keep you warm, dry, and sleeping like a baby. Their products are made of top quality materials that outperform all others. Check them out at tetonhammocks.com with an S, that is, tetonhammocks.com. Hang with the best Teton Hammock Company. Now back to the episode. Yeah. Well, I I could go on and on about that topic with like the supplementation. How do you feel like uh, maybe this goes back with that paradigm shift, but like the way that you're eating now is goes against, um, because that's what I'm finding, like that most people were going along with like the USDA guidelines for eating. And then they found like like we were always told to avoid cholesterol, but cholesterol is actually like our brain is made up of it as mostly cholesterol. We actually need, we have to be careful, like what kinds of things like that. Was there any paradigm changes as far as that went? Like, you know, what we have been told with this regular American USDA yeah. high carb type diet. Yeah. I mean, I know we weren't going to get into any specifics, but maybe some um, paradigm changes as far as those things go. So I think it's really good to be aware of, you know, what guidelines are. And I think most of the time they're pretty good, but you know, if it's coming from the earth, if it's coming from nature, if it's coming from, you know, animals, everything is about, I think, moderation and balance, mm-hmm. right? Definitely. Like we know if it's a heavily processed item with a bunch of additives in it and preservatives and whatnot, it's probably something we should avoid or keep to a minimum. 
And yet we just don't do that. So for me, it was really like, it's okay, like even fruit. So for example, fruit can have this high glycemic index. So the sugar content in it can be problematic if we're having too much of it. So I just always keep in mind, Amber, don't have too much of a good thing. Even this life, you know, the reason a lot of us are, are heavy or obese or overweight is because we're having too much. We're living too much in any one direction. And I want us to be much more balanced and mindful and not let any one thing take over our lives or our mindset. So, you know what? It's okay to have a whole egg. You don't have to have just egg whites, you know, have the whole egg, enjoy part of that yolk, but don't have 20 of them. Be watchful of that. Be mindful of it. But I think it's just good to have balance in all of these different areas and not to swing towards any extremes. All I know is that, you know, the, the plan that we're on, it's a really healthy balance of carbs and protein and sodium. We have eggs, we have whole eggs, we have egg whites. It just kind of depends on what we're in the mood for and what we're doing that day. But if we're having only egg whites, we're increasing the number of eggs we're having because we want to have enough nutrition. You know, we try to stick to more of the leaner proteins, you know, fish and ground turkey and game meat and chicken. We have beef, not quite as often, but we still enjoy it. You know, we don't mm -hmm. eliminate anything from our diet. Again, we just try to be mindful about what we're doing and find some balance in all of those things. We don't completely cut out grain, you know, but we choose healthier grains. We're more mindful about having a whole grain or having some brown rice or whatever the case may be. Same with vegetables. You know, we don't, have the super high starchy potatoes every day. You know, we're not having French fries every day. <laughs> um, we're finding balance, you know, and we're loading up on the things that we know are healthier foods, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, and that balance creates a situation that you can continue that lifestyle. If you find yourself unbalanced, right. yeah, you can do it for a certain amount of time, but then you get to a point like you can't yes. keep that life it's not a right. lifestyle it then yes. it becomes like restricting yourself and that diet scarcity mindset right for, yeah definitely. that's exactly right Rebecca you you hit the nail on the head you know we really want something sustainable that's really doable for real life with real people and when we go to those extremes or we get really fixated on one thing we let that thing again take control and power over us. So you can be so fixated on one extreme kind of diet, even then that becomes what controls you. And this is really about you taking your life back and giving yourself permission to have that balance and not swing in those extremes because they don't last. And then we become discouraged and we give up. And this is a, a much more livable way to go about your life. Definitely. That's great. Well, we've covered so many points of your message and the coaching already. Do you feel like there's anything that we've missed talking about that you want to, you know, let our audience know about? Yeah. You know, I think the, the thing that I want to leave everybody with is that your path is not fixed. Wherever you're at right now in your health journey, it's not fixed. You have the power to take control and to make changes. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. It doesn't have to take a lot of time, but we all get to make choices and feel the, the sense of, of control again for our lives. 
We don't have to let our emotions control us and dictate what we eat. We don't have to let the circumstances in the world around us control that. We know that we need to get better sleep at night. We can put ourselves to bed. We know that hydration is important. We can get those 64 ounces in every day. We know that it's better to look at the label and make sure that we're choosing a proper portion of what we're eating. There are small but powerful things we can do to help turn us in the right direction. So whatever path you're on, it's not fixed. If it's not the path that you want, if you don't like feeling the way that you feel, you don't like the reflection in the mirror, you are not stuck with that, quote unquote. There is help out there. There is hope. And we want people to feel that and to feel empowered that they can make a choice. Like me, they can open their calendar, they can circle a date, and they can say, this is my turning point. This is my day when I'm going to move in the right direction. And it is helpful to have support and to do that in community. And my husband, Guy, and I, we are health coaches. We have specific plans that we use, but we love helping other people get healthy. We've been able to help 100, 100 people or so. And it's been really life-changing for many of us. And so we are available and they can you know, reach out to us. We can help you. But there's lots of other options out there for you to get healthy and to propel yourself down a path that is different than the one that you're on today if the path that you're on today is not serving you well. So feel empowered and recognize that there is hope. Your path is not fixed. If I can do it, <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> well, and you have a lot of kids and you're working on all that stuff. Um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So we talked a lot about food and you mentioned, you know, putting ourselves to bed and stuff. Do you feel like there are other habits besides yeah. just healthy eating that can help somebody kind of get started on this or you think needs to be included in this yeah. as well? What, yeah, what definitely, those? definitely sleep is one of the healthy habits that we focus on. So that means a, a minimum of seven hours at night. And some people are getting that, but a lot of people are not. And for Guy and I, you know, we were night owls um, before we started this plan and we are still night owls and it's okay to be a night owl as long as you're still protecting seven hours of sleep. So if like us, you had kids that still wake up pretty early we would like to stay up late at night because that was our downtime. That was our private time when we got our kids to bed, but we disciplined ourselves to go to bed an hour earlier so that we could really focus on getting enough sleep because sleep is connected to weight loss, but it's also connected just to your cognitive thinking mm -hmm. and you know, your body function, it affects so much. You can research it and find every study under the sun, the importance of getting a good portion of sleep every night. And so that's one healthy habit everybody can do. You may have kids that are interrupting your sleep and waking you up and things like that. So maybe that's a starting point, like working on how do we get our kids into their bedtime better? How do we help them have healthier sleep? One of the things that we do with our kids, because we did, we wanted them to go to bed at a decent hour too. You know, we're dimming the lights a little bit before bedtime. We're taking screens off the agenda at least half an hour before bed for all of us. We're not falling asleep to the TV going. You know, we're creating an environment that is conducive for sleep. So for our kids, you know, putting a, a white noise machine in their room, you know, making sure there's blackout curtains in there with a little nightlight, whatever the case may be to help your kids, but be intentional to protect your sleep and to help your kids get their sleep protected also is a really really important healthy habit to put in place. A simple one that a lot of us can do. 
Yes, exactly. Well, and I was telling you before we start recording how much I hate the word the new normal now, but I really hope with COVID that that shows us how important sleep is because, you know, I just was talking, um, some of my podcasts before, they were talking about how students were really struggling in school, but they're actually doing better on some of their testing and stuff like that because mm-hmm. they're actually getting enough sleep. Yes. And that's one thing as Americans that we run ourselves ragged and we don't right. realize how important that rest is for rejuvenation of our body and for our brain and you know all those kinds of things so I really do hope that that's kind Mm -hmm. of a new normal where we experience that and we can like you said have the self-control to pull yourself away from too many activities that you may you know as parents we feel like we have to have our kids in all of these different things but is that really the best for them and for you if it's interrupting like rest and you know that rejuvenation time of extra sleep Absolutely. My teenager is um, taking an afternoon nap. He never napped before because he was at school. So, (laughs) you know, now he's getting lots of good naps in and I know his teenager body needs it, you know, so Mm -hmm. I'm letting him do that as much as possible right now. But yes, that sleep piece is so important. I think we underestimate it. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. And also the hydration piece is so critical too. It affects your skin. It affects your organ function. It is connected to weight loss. When you're dehydrated, your energy is sapped and Mm -hmm. it's very, very important, especially in hotter weather to even increase it. Like I try to get 84 ounces a day. I don't eliminate coffee or unsweetened iced tea. I still have those kinds of things too. They count towards hydration, but I do lay off caffeine by about two o'clock and the day I'm off of caffeine at that point, if I've had any that day, which I typically am a decaf girl anyway. But making sure you're getting enough hydration, again, another, I think, the healthy habit that a lot of people just take for granted. And that's something, again, that most everybody can do immediately is to get enough hydration and enough sleep in their day. That's so important. And I think too, like sometimes I would use my phone as a a decompress, like scrolling on social media. But I think it's really important. Like if I'm feeling like I need a a de-stress that maybe even taking a 15, 20 minute nap is a better de-stress than using my, you know what I mean? Using some electronic device to be able to have that disconnection. Like you said too, like maybe pick up the phone, actually call a friend instead of doing any of that screen Mm -hmm. time that can fuel other situations as well. Absolutely. For sure. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd love to know, like give us just maybe some final parting words for our listeners and then give us your contact information, how if somebody's interested in getting some healthy lifestyle coaching that you can uh, share that contact information with us. Yeah. So I would want everybody who's listening just to know that I have a lot of empathy for those of you that really are struggling. You're in a place where you do feel stuck. You feel frustrated. You feel pain physically because of the different conditions that you may be experiencing. And I have so much sympathy because I do feel a lot of this is not our fault. I mean, I know that we're the ones putting the food in our mouths, but A lot of us have such an incredible environmental challenge or culture around us or circumstances that have fostered some of these unhealthy patterns in our lives. And I really hope that people will remove that blame game and that shaming feeling that they have or the hopeless feeling that they have about this. This is really, in many cases, we've just had so many things working against us to be healthy. 
And so I want people just to have hope and, and to not feel discouraged about it, but to know that when we put in place some of these very simple, um, healthy habits, it can make a big difference. And they don't have to be hard. We don't have to have willpower of iron <laughs> to make good choices. We just have to have certain cues like putting a timer on at night that says it's bedtime, putting water bottles out around the house. So every time we see one, we take some sips. We start building some new, simple, healthy habits in place, and it can make such a big difference. So don't be discouraged. Just know that there is hope <laughs> and we can make a big difference moving forward. And you can contact me and, and my husband, Amber Leah, on social media. We're on Instagram. I also have an author page, an author Facebook page, Amber Leah. My blog, my website is called Mother of Nights, K-N-I-G-H-T-S, because I have four little boys. But you can easily find my contact information there and on Instagram and on Facebook. And we love helping people get healthy. It's one of the new passions of our lives. We've, we find that it's very rewarding for us and for our clients. And so we would love to help anybody that is looking for that support. Um, so yeah, so that's where you can find us and we won't bite you. We love hearing from people. So reach out. We'd love to help you. Well, and really sometimes that's all we need, right? Is a community. We need somebody to support us. We need somebody to encourage us because we all really at the heart of things know that we need to make some changes, but sometimes we're not getting that encouragement. I think last time in marriage triggers, we actually talked about like sometimes we can actually hang out with people that sabotage you know, our goals because right. they don't want to be forced to have to do it themselves. And so they work at sabotaging, but so it's great to build that community. I love yeah. I love the fact that you're doing that. And it feels so good too to know like you're there to help them, but then that helps you as well, you know, to be able right. to, sometimes we end up like as we turn around and help other people, it just strengthens our own resolve to do this thing better ourselves. So. It totally does. Yes. And I forgot to mention, silly me, that actually one of our Facebook page that your listeners would want to find is called Transforming with Guy and Amber. Okay. And that's our Facebook page where we talk about healthy recipes and healthy lifestyle, healthy mindset, and all the things that we advocate for having a healthy lifestyle. Okay. So transforming with Guy and Amber. Is that right? Yes. Okay, great. Right. Well, I love what you're doing. I think it's, it's just so needed, like I said, to build that community for better health. I'd love to see America not have the stereotype that we do of yes. being uh, sluggish and overweight and <laughs> all of those types of things. Yeah, yeah, it'd be awesome. Again, we've been talking with Amber Leah. She's the author of several books, and now her and her husband, Guy, are helping people get healthy as, as lifestyle coaches. Um, you can find her. I'm going to be sure to link all of her social media We've had her on so many times before with us, but then also just remember that transforming with Guy and Amber. That sounds like a great page. I'm going to go actually check it out myself, but thank you so much, Amber, for coming on and talking to us about this. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Rebecca. You are such a joy to talk to, and I really am thankful for you and your podcast. You're, you're just one of my absolute favorites. So thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for listening to The Luminous Mind. Music featured in this episode from Scott Holmes. To learn more about our podcast, check us out at theluminousmind.net.